0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Ralph Peterson of Manage, of Ralph Peterson Management Services. Okay, it's always fun when people put their name in the things they do that sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, tell everyone about yourself and what you do.
1: Uh, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm good. I'm uh, Ralph Peterson Management Services, and that's uh, it's not a it's not a hard thing to get. I I train managers. I work in business operations, and so generally speaking, companies hire me to go in and train their managers on how to get better operation-wise. And so operation is from everything from how to maybe streamline a product or a service that you're doing, so we're writing job routines, we're doing test points, that kind of thing, or we're literally teaching how to manage, how to motivate, how to get people to understand what's going on in management, how to become a better manager, because truthfully, the number one way most managers learn how to manage is on the job. They get promoted. They were the best worker. They know the most, they've been there the longest. They may be related to somebody, right? Like how do you get promoted? And then it's literally just get right in there and they're like, well, just, if you, uh, you know, how do you do it? Well, you just get them to do what you do. All right. Well, that's not as easy as it sounds. And the worst part about that, I liked, I really do enjoy the whole management by fire kind of thing. However, Unfortunately, the attrition rate of new managers is terrible, terrible. Two-thirds of all first-time managers fail in the first 90 days. Two-thirds, seven out of ten. Imagine that. It's because they're doing this whole trial by fire kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. So this is an interesting area for my audience because a lot of my audience is, you know, solo entrepreneurs, small businesses like this. So they typically either don't get to the stage where – they're managing people or that's their first big hurdle is a lot of small businesses don't want to shed their responsibilities onto other people. They think they can do it better, you know, all these uses and all this stuff It's kind of what you do. So I guess talk a little bit about that. What's it like going from, you know, the solo entrepreneur, it's just you and then you have to manage.
1: Well, first of all, a solo entrepreneur is, I was a solo entrepreneur for a long time. And truly all that made was it made me super inefficient. Like all it did was make me do every single thing from creating the brochure to making the phone calls to, to actually doing the job I was trying to get hired to do. And then I hired someone and I would hand them off this tiny little thing and they'd be sitting there twiddling their thumbs with nothing to do. And I'd be overwhelmed still. And it's probably one of the biggest conversations I have or the most common conversation I have with new business owners is how to decide, make a list of all the tasks, all of them that need to be done and start delegating, you, me, you, me. By the way, at the end of that list, your list has to be shorter than theirs. Your list has to be shorter than theirs because all those day-to-day tasks are taking you away from growing your business. And so there is a chunk of unknown that you need to dedicate time to. You can't if your list is bigger than theirs. All of a sudden you're working for them instead of them working for you. And we can get into why is it that people have such a problem with managing, that is getting someone else to do the job instead of doing it themselves. That's a whole other conversation, but it's a necessary one. A lot of people don't have, people don't have the intestinal fortitude to be a manager. They just don't have the guts. They don't have the guts. And I have an easy gut check for you. An yep. Easy gut check. Here it is. I have five rules for managers. The first rule is managers are not allowed to walk by trash. That's super easy because most managers, as you can imagine, that's how they get promoted, is they're the type of people who don't walk by trash. Rule number two is you have to always be on time. It's easy. Rule number three, you have to dress professionally or at least stand out. If I see you and your employees and I'm not sure who's in charge, you're not dressing appropriately. That make sense? I need to be able to pick you out of a lineup. Rule number four is you have to be a really good worker, even after you get promoted, which is difficult for a lot of managers. A lot of first-time managers, they get promoted and they think they won the lottery. I'll never have to work again. Not good. And rule number five is you have to be visible. These rules, don't walk by trash, be on time, dress professionally or appropriately, get your work done and be visible. These are rules that we want every employee to follow. Can you agree? Absolutely. It's not a management thing, is it? Nope. We want the cashier, we want the cashier to not walk by trash. We want the cashier to be on time. We want the, like anybody. Yeah. Here's the rub. Managers are not allowed to walk by trash and they're not allowed to pick it up. Okay. That's the gut check. Think about that for a minute. Think about the last time you walked into your store, your department, the shop, the gas, station, wherever it is you're working and you're the manager and you see something. by the way, trash is just a just an example for anything out of place that's easily correctable. It could be supplies on the floor. It could be an unlabeled thing. It could be any little thing that somebody else is supposed to do, but you're always doing. You're always, you you don't walk by the supplies on the floor. You don't walk by a phone ringing. You don't walk by a call light on. something like that. If you're gonna be an effective manager, you have to learn how to get other people to answer the phone, how to get other people to not walk, but how, how to get other people to pick up that piece of trash. And I tell you, most 7 out of 10 managers, this is why they fail. They simply don't have the ability, or they do have the ability, they speak up. And the first time they speak up, if I were to say to you, hey, pick up that piece of trash, let's think about what you're going to say back. I didn't drop it. I don't know who put it there. I don't know how long it's been there. I certainly don't know what it's made of. And why are you asking me? There's 100 people who work here, or there's two other people who work here, or there's three other people, or there's five other people. Why me? Why are you targeting me? What did I do? Manager, all of a sudden, what do they do? They crumble. Never mind. I'll get it. I'll get it. You just proved in a moment you don't have the ability to manage. Because a manager has to make the employee do something they don't want to be doing. See, a lot of people think that, that this is all about delegating. It isn't. Delegating is easy. Delegating is painless. Delegating is, hey, I have a pie, and it's split up into eight pieces, and so I can only eat one piece, and so I need seven other people, you, 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 and you, coming here, y'all gonna, I know, you already had lunch, and I know it's before dinner, we're gonna ruin dinner, but you're gonna have to eat this piece of pie, I'm sorry, but that's how, it, that's delegating, all right? Having you pick up a piece of trash is me making you do it. I need you to pick up that piece of trash. Why me? Because it's there and you're walking by and it's not supposed to be there. If it was another person, I'd make them do it. By the way, going forward, I'm going to make everybody pick up trash. Now, there is a whole strategy, a whole way of implementing this don't walk by trash thing that I can get into. It takes more time than we probably have. Right? <laughs> I'm, not just, I'm not suggesting that you can walk into your organization tomorrow, having never been the type of person who makes people pick up trash, and then just do it. It doesn't work that way. There is a way to go about it, and I'm more than happy to explain it but there is a system how to do it. I'm just simply saying a lot of people hear that and they're simply like, I, you know what? I'm not doing it. I the idea of having to make somebody do something. Nope. Not for me. I'm not going to do it. I don't think anybody should make anybody do anything. Well, unfortunately in business, we pay a lot of people to do a job and you know what they don't do the job. They don't do what they're getting paid to do. And as a matter of fact, as soon as you start giving pushback and you're like, why aren't you doing this thing? You name the excuse they're going to give you. At the end of the day, the answer is they want to get paid and they don't want to work. Not everybody. Most people are great workers. Most people you can, that's not what I'm talking about. Management is about having difficult conversations with difficult people. I don't have difficult conversations with easy people. Do you know why? Because they're easy. Because they're already doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're easy to work with. They're a breeze. I'm not even needed for them. Managers don't need to to man don't need to be over people who go to work on time and get their job done and like what they're doing that's not what we need a manager for heck if everybody was like that we would not need any managers we need managers because there are a lot of people too many in fact that don't do what they're supposed to be doing that's the truth
0: absolutely so do you think kind of going back to what something you said earlier you know if you're in a position where you're you're running a company you want to grow you need to start managing people but that's the first reality of like they just can't do it should they be in business to begin with
1: no 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 they should absolutely be in business Mm -hmm. if you don't have the ability to manage hire somebody to manage we hire managers all the time no big deal no big deal listen i mean entrepreneurs i am an entrepreneur entrepreneurs are the backbone of of everything i mean not Knock on wood, I employ two full-time employees, which may not seem like a lot, but I want you to think about that for a quick second, because I've only been in business for three years, four years now. Yeah. And my first year, two years, I was by myself. And I was able to create out of thin air two more positions. Yeah. Pretty great. I don't know, I, you know, my friends didn't do that this year, last year I did. Right? I mean, that's super great. It's not because I am the smartest, not because I'm any, it's just because I keep working at it, working at it and working at it. And then there are things that I can't do. It's really how it started. I can't do it all. So I hired somebody mm-hmm. and now they're taking on this and then, you know, we should be doing that. Mm-hmm. So I hired somebody to do a lot of stuff for me. And I think that entrepreneurs can do the same thing with managing. Okay.
0: So, so Yeah. So I guess take that one step further because you were saying entrepreneurs can hire managers, but shouldn't they be managing their managers?
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> Listen, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who fail. I mean, I'm still in the window of failure, right? I mean, I think it's like three to five years, it's yep. maybe it's seven years, where businesses don't last that long. I, you know, so I don't want to jinx myself at all. I feel like I'm doing okay. I still have to work and, and you know work my tail off. But yeah, I think I think that you do have to. I mean, you if you're if you are a solopreneur, you. You probably already have some pretty good tenacity to manage yourself, mm-hmm. I and mean, that is step number one, I mean, isn't it? When you think about it, if you can't get out of bed, if you're not on time, if you're not doing the hard work, then there's no way you're going to be successful on your own, and you're probably going to end up having to work for somebody, and then they're going to have to hire a manager to beat you up on you, a regular to get you to do your. I mean.
0: Absolutely. So the um, you kind of mentioned kind of some of the steps towards becoming a manager, you know? So that's actually a good area to go on. So we have, you know, solopreneur who's like, okay, it's ready, I need to start managing people, I need employees, but they're not quite there yet.
1: Yeah, well, thank God for nowadays, I mean, you can, it's a gig economy where you can literally hire somebody, you don't have to hire, you don't have to have a full-time employee, you know, you can build a team made up of 8, 10, 12 people. And, you know, the entire amount of work they do in a week is less than full time. You know, they all just do this specialized thing, which is, which is super important. But from a business operations point of view, I mean, you've got to, you got to know that the number one thing that makes us either makes us successful or, or doesn't is our ability to get sales, our ability to get a customer and keep it, our ability to resell to the same customer. That's, it's the number one thing. And so if that's the number one thing, then let's start talking about business operations from a point of view of what are you doing, what what is your business actually made of? Like, are you is it a service or a product? Is it more than one service? Is it more than one product? And then who are your customers and what do they want? What are their expectations? And how do you know? How do you know what their expectations? are? How do you know what they want? Right? So we can get into surveys and asking and doing some research, and then you know geographically, where are you competing? Is it just a local 5, 10, 15-mile radius? If so, how many other people in that area do what you do? And what are your strengths? And what are your challenges? And why do people choose you and not them? And why do they choose your competitor and not you? And you start drilling down all of these questions, you're going to be in a much better place when it comes to trying to figure out strategically where your best places are to go for your business, whether you should be going here, going there selling products what products are you selling are you is it the product that the customer wants or the customer needs and are you able to get repeats and how are you communicating and engaging with your customers and if you get one employee then the question becomes okay so how are you communicating with your employee how are you engaging your employee what is your employee's expectations how do you know right like <laughs> everything should be how do you know i had a great day today how do you know you had a great day What you based on what
0: yeah i like that I think, I think it's things that people want to get into business, but they don't actually consider, um, or they, they do a rush job of it. So again, you get to the position where you're like, oh man, we're struggling. What do we do? And they're just not ready.
1: Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm in that boat right now myself. I mean, I am a management trainer. I'm a consultant. So companies hire me to go in and work with their management team. Work with their operators. We look at job routines, like I said in the beginning, and we look at flows and we look at time, how long it takes to do things. We look at the market. And in 2020, with the pandemic going on, I mean, my business has just gone, woo, because everyone is saying the same thing, and they're not completely wrong. They're simply saying, you know, we're too focused on this in order to do that, which, you know, I kind of say, you know, it's, saying that you're too busy to train your managers or to look at your operations is like saying you're too busy driving to stop for gas. Yeah. It's a little, you're going to, you're going to have to eventually go, you know, how many people are you going to go through? How many opportunities are you going to miss? How many customers are you going to lose? How many are you willing to lose? Before you go, okay, hold on, let, let's Let's take a look at this. We need somebody in here. Let's take a look at what we're doing, why we're doing what it is we're doing, and how we can get better at doing it. because. We're losing too much. And hopefully, you know, I mean, the president, um, no, I don't want to speak out of term but he may have just beat the coronavirus. And if so... <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a 74 year old man who gets the coronavirus and is fine in a few days. If that's the case, I mean, come on, let's go back to work. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I don't disagree with you. I'm sure some of the audience will just hate us for even talking about that. Well, I'm, but. Just,
1: I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a coronavirus statement. I'm, Correct. I'm a, I live in New York and I do a lot, lot of work in New York and we just had, you know, the, the mayor of, of, of the governor and mayor de Blasio, and they just shut down a huge they just locked they literally yeah. are locking down huge swaths of long island brooklyn queens there and it how are you supposed to live yeah they're not giving us any more money i, I haven't seen the, I, I i haven't gotten a stimulus check so i don't even know what that is but. I, we've got to be able to feed our families. We've got to be able to go back to work. And so that's all I was saying. Like if yeah. you can see a 74-year-old man, <laughs> forget who it is. If a 74-year-old man can beat the coronavirus, I say we can open in a hair salon. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So uh, what was I going to say with that? Yeah. So let's run into this a little bit. So you're talking about you're from New York, correct? Yeah. All right. So you're I'm kind of I'm in the hospital. You live in New York. Yeah. Correct. All right. So let's talk about, because you bring up a good point with coronavirus and all this stuff, running a business during coronavirus, in probably one of the most restrictive places in the country, you know, how is adjusting to that been? Because I know it's a lot of small businesses have that, and it's a concern for a lot of people.
1: Well, it's terrible, and so many businesses went out of business, and so I had a lot of, I had a lot of small mom and pop operations that just simply. You know one day like hey we just got told we have to close so we're not you know not only we're not doing any business but we're not going to keep paying you to come in and help us with the business so that's that's gonna be dried up and I do a lot of work in long-term care Mm -hmm. and long-term care has been thank God my saving grace because it has not closed yeah and long-term care facilities still recognize their need you know long-term care is a great industry in that it's the type of industry where you can get your first job there at 16 Mm-hmm. You can grow through the ranks. You can spend your entire life, your entire mm-hmm. career working in long-term care, working in a hospital, working in healthcare, and you can work your way up. You can start as a dietary aide and become the administrator, right? The, the, the top person in a long-term care. So it is a place where we see a huge need, thank God again, for management development because we're always taking the super worker and helping develop them into be a supervisor. We're always in that transition. In every nursing home, there's always somebody new coming up through the ranks. We're always trying to yeah. develop someone. And long-term care is a is one of those industries where, because we're taking care of people, end-of-life care, and there's rehab, and there's dialysis, and there's yeah. COVID-19, and the flu, and MRSA, and C. diff, and all these viruses out there. We are constantly having to... Do what we call in long-term care, have QA meetings or QAPI, Quality Assurance and Performance Improvement meetings. We're on a monthly, we're going, what are we doing and how can we do it better? Yeah. You know, this month we had this many this many people fall. Like People fall in nursing homes. They trip, they fall, they get, you know, when you get old, you have a little more trouble moving around, your mobility suffers. So okay, so we had 10 people fall. Well, that's terrible. How can we get that lower? And so we, we all get together, we have a whiteboard, we're throwing up ideas. The next month we get together, hey, we had eight people fall. All right, we're on the right track, right? So we got yeah. two less. That's good. So that's, again, one of the great things about that, about long-term care is an industry, healthcare is an industry, but car manufacturers do the same thing. A lot of manufacturing companies do the same yeah. thing. Where every month they're going, what did we do? Where are our errors? Where are, where do we miss? How can we get better? And that's what people, companies hire me to do is help, help them with those meetings on a monthly basis. What are we doing? Where did we get it wrong? Where did we get it right? How can we keep on getting better?
0: That's awesome. So for people that want to learn a little bit more from you, what you do, how you can help them, how do they get a hold of you?
1: It's RalphPeterson.com is the best way to get a hold of me. The best way. And if I could do one small little plug if you there's there's one thing that I, I wish to press upon everyone, and that is we have a real shortage of leadership in the entire world doesn't matter what industry we're talking about could be the grocery store the community the church the city government state government wherever. there are so many positions open for managers we just simply don't have enough people who are willing to raise their hand and say pick me i'll be responsible so if you ever have the desire you ever thought i could be in charge i'd like to be in charge do it even if you fail the first time, the second time, the third time, it is the best job in the entire world. Being in charge is nothing better than being in charge. We need people to be in charge. We need people to take up the sword to be responsible. Sword's probably not a good re- good use. <laughs> the pen the <laughs> put on the cape it 's the greatest job ever, and so if you 've ever thought about being a manager, reach out to me i 'm more than willing to um, to help throw some literature at you, there's a million books written on management. I have a brand new book coming out at the end of this month called The Good Manager, Being Great, is overrated. Awesome. It's a fun read, it's all about how to be a good manager, how to how to be successful in management. But there are millions of books out there about management. If you want, if you have it in you to step up, we need you.
0: Awesome, well thank you so much for joining me today, this has been awesome.
1: You're welcome, take a talk soon.
0: thank you, everyone for listening definitely reach out if you want management help Um, like I said there's there's a lack of managers out there there's a lack of people who lead well or even bother leading so it's something where if you you know believe in all of the issues of you know the glass ceilings all the big complaints a lot of that stuff is mitigated by becoming a leader and moving up the ranks if you don't do that and you stay on the bottom how do you expect to earn anything (laughs) so everyone be good Um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk to you all next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.